All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. He's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in, in Washington, Pennsylvania. For the next half hour, we're talking about the market, how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios designed just for their particular needs. If you have any questions about the market or questions about the AKW Group, call this half hour at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron. Toll free, 800-669-4100 for those listening on WNIR.com all around the world. Well, Walt, last week we were pretty sure the bears had opened up their den on Wall Street. Now this week, the market comes back for its first winning week in some time. So this is kind of an you know, interesting way to phrase it. But this is this the beginning of a new bull market or bear market rally? <laughs> That's a great question, Bob, and one we're going to have to probably wait a little bit longer to, to get a good read on. But uh, Friday, you know, put a put a real nice punctuation mark on a comeback week, and we surely needed it. You know, the the indices were getting hit pretty hard, and uh, you know, we were in bear territory across the board. We had the Nasdaq approaching nearly down thirty percent before we got the recovery this week. So it was really nice to see. I mean, it was definitely momentum driven um, from deeply oversold conditions. Uh, we we really feel. Uh, you know, we see a lot of bargains out there, a lot of stocks that are, you know, 30, 40, 50% off their highs. Um, so we know the damage is pretty widespread. We, we really saw those mega cap stocks come back very strong last week, some of the bigger names. Uh, we saw consumer discretionary up about 8%. Uh, technology had a nice recovery up over 7%. Uh, the communication services up over 7%. So a lot of recovery across the board. Uh, we also saw interest rates kind of moderate a little bit. Rates were raising, you know, rising pretty quickly, but we saw rates really across the Treasury board uh, come come down a little bit uh, last week. So uh, overall for the week, you know, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average um, up 1,611 points. Uh, we're now at 31,500, off about 13.3 percent year to date. Um, the Nasdaq. Was up seven and a half percent for the week, eight hundred nine point rise. Uh, year to date, we're down twenty five point eight percent on the Nasdaq. Uh, the S and P five hundred had a good recovery, up two hundred thirty six points, up about six point four percent for the week. Uh, now, year to date, we're negative seventeen point nine percent. 
And the Russell 2000, the measure of those small mid-cap stocks, is up about 97 points. It's a 5.8% increase for the week. And year-to-date, we're still down 21.5%. So still a lot of damage out there, Bob. But, I mean, it was just a good reminder that, you know, stocks do go the other way. You know, we, a lot of people were starting to forget that. Uh, you know, we had a, had a great run for a long time. And then, you know, from about November, December of last year, we, we've been in this consistent sell-off. And, you know, it, was, it, got, it got pretty difficult there for a while. But I think this is a good, you know, reminder to everyone that stocks do go up. And I think over the long run, they'll continue to, to edge back up higher. Now, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell was at the Senate last week at a hearing answering the questions about uh, the mandates they have of price stability but also maximum employment. Now, he mentioned about he thinks there's a tight and probably unsustainable labor market out there right now. Well, first of all, what does that mean, and what will that mean to investors? Well, Bob, for every person that doesn't have a job out there, there's about two available. So we, we just see, you know, the labor market, there's still a lot of need and we keep putting jobs on and, you know, everyone that's talking recession, we typically don't see this type of uh, job market when we're talking about recession. So, I mean, that the job market is definitely not indicating this recession that everybody's talking about. And if we look back, you know, right now we're sitting at the unemployment rate, you know, right around 3.6%. Uh, if we look back in history, the average is probably about four uh, at the trough and at the peak, about eight and a half percent on that unemployment rate. So we're sitting at a really good level here. Um, you got to go back to 1953 to find the, the low mark. It was at about a two and a half percent. So, you know, a lot of jobs, a lot of opportunities still for people that want to work. Um, and again, there's, uh, you know, that, that's that's a positive. Now, the interest rates, of course, have been moving up. The Fed's been raising their key rates. Other rates have been going up uh, accordingly. But there's a one rate particularly that is not uh, gone up. In fact, it actually is low. The 10-year Treasury rate is still below the current inflation rate. And the only other time that ever happened was uh, about uh, 1975 or so in the midst of that recession. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it just shows, Bob, that there's still a lot of belief that even though rates have to come up to battle inflation, you know, people are starting to worry about growth. Like the bond market is, you know, saying that maybe these uh, high rates aren't sustainable when you look at the longer end of the curve. So we, we know we have to push them up. We know we have to slow the economy down. I mean, I think that's pretty much a given, and the Fed is definitely talking that way. But the 10-year, 20-year, 30-year Treasury really indicate long-term uh, where rates may be. So when we see, you know, when you look at the, the rate increases, you know, if you look at the two-year, last year at this point, we are at 0.16%. Now we're up over 3%. I mean, that's a significant rise in rates. Uh, you look at the five-year, we were at 0.8%, a little under 1%. Now we're at 318 that 10-year, we are at 1.5%. It's up to 3.13. So it surely hasn't, you know, risen with the same velocity as the shorter end of the curve. Um, so again, something we're going to have to pay attention to to see, you know, what the bond market really thinks about uh, the growth and uh, inflation as we continue out over the year. Now, for consumers, the rates are already starting to be uh, painfully felt. Uh, mortgage rates have increased uh, more than two points. Uh, credit card rates and others have also increased. And, of course, this will have a, uh, have a negative impact on the consumer spending. Consumer spending drives profits, and profits drive the market. So this trend alone could still forebode some, uh, some lean times ahead. 
Uh, for sure, Bob. I mean, we see, you know, credit card debt has risen uh, quite high again. And, and, you know, when we see a lot of these credit cards, they're on variable rates, which means as rates rise, um, you know, they're going to push those those interest rates higher. You know, the issue of those cards is, is going to push rates high. And, and so we're going to see payments that people have to make to service this debt is, is going to continue to uh, to increase heavily. And when you think about the affordability, you know, when we talk about the housing affordability as rates go up, if, if you just take an example, you look at a, you know, a $300,000 house and you think of a payment when rates were around 3%, that would have been $1,138 principal and interest. Uh, now we're over 6 we're talking about $1,671 in principal and interest. That's a 533, uh, you know, monthly increase, almost $6,300 a year. So if you go up to the higher price houses, which we've started to see with, with the medium house coming up, it's a big hit. You know, when you, we talk about an extra 6000 7000 $10,000 to a budget in a year, uh, that's going to be more and more difficult. So we definitely see housing slowing down. Uh, I think, you know, you're going to see more inventory build up and, and it's going to be, a, you know, not, not so much a seller's market, maybe a little bit more of a buyer's market as we continue with higher rates. We're talking to Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron, Ohio. If we're talking about uh, stocks that you want to hear about, uh, give us a call, 330-673-1234. You can talk to Walt and ask him about particular stocks or stock issues that are out there. But right now, let's look at the trends and insights part of the show. Walt does a greater deal of, of research and uh, reading and observing during the week, and he finds a lot of interesting trends that ultimately could have an impact on your investment portfolio. Uh, we've talked about about uh, births and fertility rates and the importance of those to economic growth and stability. Uh, they tend to be falling in many parts of the world. For example, the birth rate in Japan fell to its lowest rate in more than a century, and the birth rates here in the U.S. have also also been falling. Once again, what does this uh, forebode for, for, uh, for example, the workforce uh, and uh, for the uh, future of uh, economic expansion? Well, you know, birth and fertility are a big part of any economic system. You know, you need younger uh, people to work their way up through the system over the years, as you said, to become part of the workforce. And, and there's a lot of spending that's done on kids. So when you when you start to remove children out of an economic system, it starts to have ma- major impacts in a lot of areas. But, you know, it was quite interesting to see, you know, births in Japan hit the lowest rate more than a century. Um, they had 811,000 births. Um, and again, if you look at the you know the deaths uh, there, they lost about six hundred and twenty-eight thousand uh, you know people in their, in their population. So that's that's fairly significant. And uh, we see this in other parts of the world. Uh, we talked about the U.S. fertility rate in births here. That you know a lot of people are you know changing, delaying these decisions, or maybe not even having kids. So uh, all this will have a big economic impact as we as we look out over time. The Association of University Professors have reported that the average adjusted full-time faculty salary uh, decreased for the current school year. The rising inflation has also made the pay cut very real across uh, some 900 institutions and over 350,000 full-time faculty members surveyed. What is this, again, could have an impact on, on the quality of people that get to teach our, our children how to, how to, how to function? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's having a big impact, and it's showing it's impacting everywhere. You know, universities were kind of protected. You had those built-in tuitions that you could pretty much count on every year being announced. But a lot of pressures out there in the academic world now. And, uh, we, again, we see salaries when you factor in inflation have decreased about 5%. So all those 
faculty members out there that are getting their contracts for the next year, you know, probably aren't feeling quite as good as they did, you know, over the past 10, 15 years. So uh, we, we see this, you know, pressure, you know, throughout the economy, really, Bob. And also, when you look at public school teachers, since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 to 2022, some 300,000 teachers have simply left the field for a variety of reasons. Some of them might have been pandemic-related. Others might have to do with their age and desire to retire. But still, 300,000 teachers are gone. Now, that's got to be, uh, again, a uh, uh, real problem for the education sector to fill those slots. It, it is. I mean, you know, we, we had a surplus. You go back 10, 15 years ago, there were a lot of people going into education, and the pandemic has changed a lot of that, and we see people leaving for all kinds of reasons. And, again, it's going to get it's going to get harder and harder to fill those positions uh, as people are choosing other areas to work and can make better money in other areas and more competitive areas. So, uh, you know, kids suffer. You know, this, this is where, you know, when you don't have a strong educational foundation, Again, that's going to have a lot of impacts uh, in the economy as we look out over the next 10 to 15 years. Once again, Walt Secure is talking with us on Invest Wisely. And a reminder to all our listeners, if you like the program and you want to hear it again, if you missed part of it on a Sunday morning, you can always pick it up and the podcast that is put up and posted on the major podcasting locations like Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts every Tuesday. So every single week on the podcast, you can listen to Walt Secura and, uh, and me talking about stocks and the world of stocks. And if you like the program, uh, spread the word. You can hear it live on Sundays here on WNIR at 830 or on the podcasts anytime every, after Tuesday of the current week. So you can hear it anytime you want, any place you want. So tell your friends about us about Invest Wisely and our uh, podcast availability on the Internet. So let's talk about stock talk now. This is where Walt can answer questions about specific stock issues that you may be dealing with. Maybe you'd like to find out if there's a bargain out there for you in a stock. Maybe you'd like to find out if this is the time to, to sell or, or buy more. 330-673-1234 is the number to call here on WNIR and WNIR.com to talk to Walt and ask him questions about the stock market and about your particular interests. 330-673-1234. Um, Walt, a couple of weeks ago, Ago, you made the analogy about uh, not trading as frequently during the current time of uncertainty and volatility, saying it was like searching for someone in a, or something in a store when you're moving, but likely the, or someone in a store when you're moving, but likely the other person is moving too, and you know you can't find each other, you know, whether it's a supermarket or with a Walmart. Uh, can you go back and explain this again to our listeners? Sure, absolutely, Bob. You know, and, and I think sometimes you feel this way, and I think this is where I got this year is. You know, the, the market's moving around so quickly, and then, you know, your, your kind of eyes and insights and thoughts are moving around as well, and, and, you know, it creates even a little bit more uncertainty, and I think the best thing to do is just to stop, and that analogy of being in a store when you're, you know, I'm sure we all done, we've done it before where we're with somebody, and we separate, and then you're trying to find them again, and, you know, you know they're moving as you're moving, and you just keep walking around the store. You know, sometimes the best thing is to stop and plant your feet and get a sight line and you know, stay there for a little bit until you see really clearly where you want to go. And hey, we did that for the last uh, you know 60 days or so. We just kind of planted our feet and said, okay, let's let's just let things settle down here a little bit. Uh, make sure we get a sight line. And I think we're starting to get it. You know, I, I feel a lot more clarity. Um, you know, looking at the research, looking at the sell-offs that we've had, and is that confidence to build that makes it a lot easier to make the trades that you want to make. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure. 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. 
Morning, uh, Consumer Staples Ken here. Had hey, Ken. How about that Hershey's and Coke, huh? <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, they're hanging in there for sure, for sure. Hey, uh, I really like that camping world. I uh, I saw them advertised last night on TV, uh, a car race, uh, a, a circle track of some kind. I don't know. I don't follow it, but they had good ads and so forth. They have, uh, boy, the, the numbers really look good. It's almost too good to be true as far as the P.E. and the dividend and the, the whole whole scenario uh, uh, it really, uh, they, there was talk on uh, one article I read about Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, it would be a good stock for them to buy. But anyway, it seems like it's uh, way underpriced uh, on the camping world. Yeah, it's one we picked up, Ken, like I said, a couple months ago in our small mid-cap portfolio. We really like it, too. And you look at just what happened over at Clay's Park with the Country Fest, the amount of campers that parked over there. You know, it's the trends are there. Um, you know, camping is uh, something that's affordable once you make the initial investment. It's a great way to take your family on vacation. And I think their membership program is extremely strong, too. You know, just the repeat buyers that they get uh, more of the spend of people's wallets as time goes on. Yeah, I bought a Shasta Air Flight. It's a replica of a 1952 Shasta. I put it up in Maine. That's what I stayed in before I built a cabin. But uh, and I, uh, it was a great feeling to uh, to be camping in that thing. It was just a, a different feeling that uh, that I, I'd highly recommend. But anyway, my stock, uh, um, my my theme this week is this copper thing. It looks like that FCX. SCCO, Southern Copper and Valley, D-A-L-E, are all making new lows. And I, and I think uh, FCX, uh, Freeport McMoran, they, uh, the, I have a feeling, if you guys, is Barrett or anybody doing any research on this, they may use that copper in uh, electric cars and wiring, and if China gets back steaming, I think uh, this FCX and Southern Copper have a, some potential. I'm, I'm researching this. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I think these base materials, uh, you know, the commodities are definitely going to be needed. And as you said, copper is used in a lot of places. Uh, when you talk about technology, you know, electronic vehicles, air, electric vehicles, and so forth as we go forward. So, great area, a great area. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'm going to research that for the next week. You guys have a good week. Thank you. All right. Take care, Ken. You too. 330-673-1234. Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, Starbucks is one of your uh, longest holdings in your core equity portfolio. And there's uh, getting quite a boost as uh, the uh, market continues to be variable. Starbucks seems to be uh, doing uh, rather well. What about your confidence in Starbucks? Well, one of the biggest confidences I have, Bob, is uh, Howard Schultz, the original founder of Starbucks, is coming back. He left about four years ago as the CEO. Uh, the first time around, from 92 to 2000, uh, him running the company, they compounded at about a 37.7% annual return. Um, and then when he came back, he left for a while, and he came back in 2008 after the great financial crisis and got the company turned around again and, and under his leadership uh, compounded at about 8.2% of the stock. So his leadership has always meant a lot to Starbucks. Um, you, if you look at the company, you know, it's in our food aisles. It's at 34,000 sites out there in 80 countries. Uh, they're going to benefit a little bit from China coming back online and 
This is a really good dividend payer as well with a very strong dividend growth rate. They paid a dividend now for about 11 years. It's about 2.5%. Over the last three years, that dividend's grown at 10%. And over the past five years, it's grown over 15%. So, uh, you know, very, very strong company, strong ROIC, almost a 58% ROIC, and that's return on investment capital. So, you know, Bob, if I gave you a dollar and you could give me 58 cents back, I'd be pretty impressed, and that's what Starbucks does. So we we really like Starbucks here. The stock's off about 33% year-to-date at a pretty good price for anybody that uh, wants to pick up a good company. Now, companies as large as Starbucks, does it really make much difference uh, who the CEO or the key executives are? It does. You know, Bob, I still think strong leadership in companies matters, um, even in big companies. you got to have the right guys at the top or gals uh, that send the right messages, that reward the right people, um, that really set the company's direction. And when you have that, <clears throat> I think it creates a lot of momentum for a company. So I think uh, Howard Schultz coming back, and he again, he's one of my favorite CEOs. Um, if you go back and look him up and look at some of his online videos, he's, he's a fascinating CEO. Um, even back in my days teaching at Case Western Reserve, I had a lot of case studies where I focused on Starbucks and Howard Schultz because of his leadership, and I think it still matters. Let's take more calls now on Invest Wisely for Walt Secura. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, two stocks. Uh, one is uh, Rocket Companies, uh, symbols RKT. I was just wondering, you know, with the way things are now with housing industry and interest rates like sure be, uh, sure rocket companies point. is uh, the old quicken and uh, detroit based uh, obviously they they help with mortgage solutions uh, their their stock struggled a little bit as far as revenues and earnings though you look over the past four quarters sales are down quite a bit um, earnings are down quite a bit and i think the stock price has kind of reflected that you know very very competitive market out there a lot of strong competitors banks are obviously competing hard in the mortgage market again so um, you know when you look at these companies you got to think about the competitive landscape a lot of times okay and the other one i want to ask about was uh Red Rock Resorts, uh, symbol is uh, Triple R. Triple R. Okay, keeping a quick look here again. I don't know this one well. I'd have to take a, a better look at it. But a lot more financial power here. I mean, again, looking at the last couple quarters, you know, you have good revenue growth here. Last quarter was up 14%. The quarter before up 23%. The quarter before up 17 The quarter before up 295 So a lot of recovery there. Um, and earnings are really strong here. Again, they own and operate 22 casinos, uh, 3,081 hotel rooms in their properties. So it uh, looks like, you know, again, this would be a good, you know, coming out of the pandemic, people are still looking for experiences and getting back out there. So I think this is one that uh, would play well into that recovery story as we look out over the next couple of years. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling, 330-673-1234, talking with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, we're talking about cons- uh, uh, consumer staples, consumer staple companies. Last week, Kellogg's announced they're going to spin off its uh, U.S. cereal and plant-based brand into a separate company from its other other products. Uh, what, what does that mean for, for Kellogg's stockholders and anybody who wants to participate in this new company? Yeah, fascinating. Kellogg's, they're, they're trying to pull a, uh, Kraft Foods did this with Mondelez uh, years ago, uh, where they took the snack food business and spun it off, and it was very successful. And 
uh, Kellogg's is looking at the same thing. They're looking at these old line businesses, their cereal, and saying, you know, it doesn't fit necessarily in the growth of the company. They want to spin that off and focus on snack foods as well, which is which is kind of kind of interesting. Um, you know, these companies are very diverse, and again, this is what companies do when they look at things. You know, they decide where the best opportunities are, and then they sometimes they re. Uh, capitalize the companies and uh, unlock some of the value by spinning another company off. Uh, they they allow that stock to trade on its own merits, and a lot of times that'll increase the value for the shareholders. Now, CarMax, uh, CarMax, the online used car uh, company. In fact, one of the, my neighbors uh, got a CarMax car delivered this past week. Now, their earnings declined, but their revenues uh, soared because of used car sales and the increased prices for those used cars. Uh, my question is, is kind of basic. How can you have earnings declining, but your revenues increasing? Well, pressure is on the, all the expenses. So when you think about the margins may not be there, um, the competitiveness, you got more labor costs, uh, you know, just everything else going up, um, you know. So really what you have here is you, company, you know, companies that's sitting well on, on the revenue, but their expense model is uh, they, they don't have it under control. Um, so if we look at the last couple quarters, they have, you know, uh, really seen that earnings decline. Still positive earnings, just a decline from where they were a year prior. So if you look at them, they still had a dollar fifty six. Dollar a share per per share as far as earnings, but that's off two sixty three from the year prior. So a deceleration in in earnings while you still are accelerating your revenues. And FedEx reported some better than expected guidance after reporting a near miss on their revenue and earnings expectations for the quarter. Yeah, FedEx made some really positive comments uh, in their report, Bob. They they just felt that consumers are still spending. They see great trends there. That that's a nice thing to hear, and um, they just kind of increased their expectations. So a lot of companies, as they're bringing expectations down, it was really good to hear FedEx kind of bringing theirs up. A little a little con- contradictory to other companies that we're following. So. Uh, and FedEx obviously is a huge global, um, you know, distributor of products. I mean, de- delivering products everywhere. So it was a really nice thing to see. And again, earnings and revenue were both really positive, and uh, dividend increase uh, at FedEx. So a lot of positivity happened right now. And a few home builders also reported their quarterly results that that beat expectations, but they cautioned that uh, there now is a slowdown both in home purchases and a slowdown in home construction starts because of the rising interest rates. Yeah, we saw KB Homes and also Lennar both report their earnings, uh, which were both very solid, but uh, they said, you know, with higher mortgages, recession fears, and just home buyers, you know, starting to kind of back away from these purchases a little bit, they... They definitely brought down expectations as they look out over the next year or two. So uh, we definitely see that happen, and uh, that mortgage market, housing market, is definitely slowing down. And Carnival Cruise Lines, as one might expect, they reported uh, some uh, less-than-expected bookings and earnings because of the recovery still from the pandemic. But they're saying there's very strong uh, bookings for future cruises as people get used to the pandemic easing off. So Carnival Cruise Lines, is that something that uh, somebody should maybe jump back into? Well, I think these cruise lines, if they survive, and believe it, it's been tough to survive. They've been hemorrhaging cash for a long time, but... You know, you look forward, they say their bookings are better than when they went into the pandemic. So they're definitely seeing a lot of people with an interest to cruise. Um, and, you know, I think that's a, that sets up really well for some great recovery. And, 
you know, Carnival, uh, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, I think all these cruise, line, cruise lines are worth taking a look at if, uh, if we're truly past this pandemic and uh, if you're looking at future opportunities. Once again, the EKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company worldwide with access to all Robert W. Baird's help with many things to do with uh, your investment world and your money world, not just your investments, but they can help you with your your estate plan and state plan reviews, uh, retirement planning, tax reviews. Uh, they can look at uh, Social Security analyses, stock options analyses, all kinds of other tax uh, analyses they can look at. And if they don't have the information, they can get it for you uh, through the auspices of Robert W. W. Baird and, and uh, again, their own local network of experts in just about all areas of finance. So when you're a client of the AKW Group, it's not just what, just what stocks you buy and how you buy them and how long you hold them. It's also the other areas they can help you with that are important to your financial life. So keep that in mind when you're looking for someone to uh, take care of your financial needs and your investment needs and call the AKW Group locally at 234-466-7476 or toll free 844-388. Four nine five three. So, Walt, anything happening at the AKW Group? Uh, news to share about your team or what's going on there? Actually, we're moving to a new office here, Bob. Right at the beginning of July, we'll be located over on Embassy Parkway. Again, we were used to be on West Market Street, and and we're packing up the office, getting ready for a move. So, uh, we'll be found on Embassy Parkway out there in Akron, Ohio. We'll definitely be putting some announcements out there and changing the website and making sure everybody knows where to find us. And again, the phone number remains the same, 234-466-7476. Walt Secura and his team at the AKW Group, both in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Walt, Walt, you have a good week. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Berkshire Hathaway, symbol BRKB. Camping World Holdings, symbol CWH. CarMax Inc., symbol KMX. Carnival Corp., symbol CCL. Coca-Cola Company, symbol KO. FedEx Corporation, symbol FDX. Freeport, McMorrin, Copper, and Gold, symbol FCX. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Hershey Company, symbol HSY. KB Homes, symbol KBH. Kellogg, symbol K. Kraft Heinz, symbol KHC. Lennar Corp., symbol L-E-N. Mondelez International Inc., symbol MDLZ. Norwegian Cruise Lines, symbol NCLH. Rocket Companies, symbol RKT. Red Rock Resort, symbol RRR. Royal Caribbean Cruise, symbol RCL. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Southern Copper Corporation, symbol SCCO. Spotify Technology, symbol SPOT. Vail, symbol V-A-L-E, and Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.